The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Thunder Rosa and I talk to Willow Nightingale of AEW and Ring of Honor. Also, Thunder gives her take on blood and pro wrestling in 2023. And also, Thunder gives us her Wrestler of the Week. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. My Wrestler of the Week this week is someone that was not on the power rankings. And, uh, you know, we had Jared complaining to David that, why you don't have people on your power rankings? They're great. Well, I will tell you why. Because he's probably not paying attention closely to certain things. But this week, I decided to have someone who is not a per se. Well, yeah, he's a winner, actually. Uh, He has been consistently good. And um, he's been opening the show every almost every week for the last month. Um, I definitely. I'm glued to my TV or I'm glued to the. to the monitor when I'm calling his matches. Why? Because um, he's style wrestling. He always surprises me on how he wrestles and like the, how um, his arsenal is so diverse and and he's a, such a diverse wrestler that it doesn't matter if he wrestles with a big wrestler. It doesn't matter if he re- wrestles a super technical wrestler or if it doesn't matter if uh, he wrestles a silly wrestler. He just tries to have the best matches that he can and he always delivers. Um, and I'm talking about David. I am talking about Orange Cassidy. Wow, Orange Cassidy! Yes. Great match on Wednesday with Jay Lethal. Yes, I, I have my list. So when he wrestled Yuta, you know he I think he was one of his students, and Yuta is a super technical wrestler. The match that they had, it was uh, the 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 amount of veracity, the ferocity that um, um, Orange showed. It was it was incredible because he wasn't like. You're, you know, he, he, of course he puts his character over, but the technical wrestle wrestling that I saw with them too, it was absolutely amazing. The transitions, the pins, uh, how well they know each other, uh, the story that they told how he won, it was pretty amazing. Then you see mentioning, uh, with, uh, big bill, even with that, like he, yeah. they told a great story. Like he made big bill look like big bill, you know? 
and, and, and the way that he finished him and, and, and how they worked that it was pretty good storytelling. And that's why I like him. Yes. He will be like, you know, orange Cassidy, like guy with the glasses and like with his hands in his pocket, it was really good. And then you see him with, uh, with Jay Lethal, who he has a story with. Like we, we saw him in two matches prior to this and both matches were really freaking good. And the way that they delivered and the way that they told the story, somebody working a body part and like really destroying each other. And I love the fact at the end when Jay Lethal worked, I mean, sorry, uh, Orange Cassidy worked Jay Lethal's arm and Jay Lethal goes for his finisher and he like collapses and he takes over and he wins yep. the match. It was the whole entire match made sense. And I know, you know, that's a hot take because some people don't like Orange Cassidy because of his of his gimmick. But even 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 with the gimmick, he delivers every single week. And is is he's crisp? He is uh man, like I I love watching him wrestle. I'm sorry. I, I love watching him wrestle. I, I'm glued to what he does because he's so damn good. And I think he deserves his flowers this week because for the last month, constantly in the first match, he delivers every week with whoever he is in the ring with. And um, and that's the reason why he is my wrestler of the week. Listen, Orange Cassidy is a talent. Um, you're right. He had a gimmick, and but I think he's... Definitely well past just being labeled of somebody who has that gimmick that he has, but he uses it in the right way. Listen, Bully Bully Ray, who's very critical of certain things when it comes to the world of pro wrestling, loves the character, buys into Orange Cassidy. So if somebody grizzled like a, a, a Bully Ray is buying in, I don't see any reason why a fan that watches AEW or, or pro wrestling in general can't buy in. And just look at the matches that he has. Like you just said, uh, the example being Wednesday to open up Dynamite, which was definitely, I think, the match of the night with Jay Lethal. But but also uh, the feuds that he's had. Look at the feud that he had with Jericho. I think I look at Orange Cassidy yes, in a completely yes. different way after that feud with Chris Jericho, Thunder. And uh, yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy is a true talent. And somebody who I think can be used more in AEW be highlighted even more than he already is. Cause I think he's that talented. And I think the fan in 2023 relates to a character like orange Cassidy as well. And, and I'm actually glad that you picked him as your wrestler of the week. Thunder. I, I mean, I think he deserves that. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I've, I've been paying a lot of attention or, 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 or on any sort. I know, you know, probably, a lot more people with a lot more experience will talk about him, but it's just like for me as a fan, as, as, as a commentator, calling his matches is a joy because I'm always learning something new. I always see where he's going. And I, I, I mean, for me, transitions is something that as a wrestler has been very difficult because you get used to doing the same thing over and over again. He always has something new and a, a new way to get into his, his false finishers, his, his finisher, like, and, and the way that they build the story, that's what I told you when I saw him and Judah and like the way that they were flowing in the ring, it was for me, that's, that's, that's pure music to my eyes. You know, yep. it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful to see that pure wrestling. And then he adding to, he's like, like when he, he works, uh, his hands in his pocket and he does a, like so many cool things without using his hands. Like uh, his, his, his body control is incredible. 
And like, again, he can be a, a great technician on the floor. He can be a great high flyer. And also he's very accessible. And for me in, in, a, in a personal level, like anytime I had a question or I'm like having some issues and doing stuff, I can go and ask him. He's always available for anyone in the locker room to like ask him any questions. So uh, it's, uh, it's really nice to have uh, coworkers that are of that caliber. And, you know, one is him, Brian Danielson, uh, um, and so many others. I mean, Dean Malenko is another one. I mean, that's uh, Rhodes, who's like my mentor, like people like that. And I know by in, in a couple more years, I know he will be one of those guys, you know, uh, that he's going to be mentoring a lot of women and men. And I, I know he's, he's done that. And, um, uh, and, and it's really cool to see that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you love the World Cup but hate it the soccer part, then I have some great news for you because the World Baseball Classic is finally here. And we'll be talking all things WBC and spring training as opening day approaches, and you should join us. You can download the Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Go! Thunder, you talked about the uh, Moxley-Hangman-Page match, uh, Texas death match from yeah. Sunday. And I want to get yeah. your take on it because it's been an issue um, in the world of pro wrestling. It's It's been a talking point here on Busted Open. Yeah. And, um, and that's the blood. 
And, you know, I like the blood. It's one of the appealing things for me in pro wrestling. Some people don't like it. Some people think it may be too much. Obviously, uh, John Moxley's gotten a lot of criticism because he pretty much gets busted open each and every match that he has. Like, you were just talking about it. And besides the fact that it made you hungry on on Sunday, uh, what's your thoughts on blood in wrestling? Oh, man, it's... It all depends. It all depends on uh, how you place it, what story you're telling. Um, if it's a street match, if it's a death death match, if it's a mm-hmm. lights out match, um, you know, sometimes it, you know, it's an accident and, and, and you get busted open. Like Dax got busted open during Sunday too. I was like, Oh, there's blood here again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, it's really tricky because I think um, fans are thinking of wrestling the way that they think of wrestling for the last 20 years. In the last 20 years, there hasn't been a lot of blood on mainstream TV. I mean, we saw it with, with you know, Stone Cold. We saw it with, you know, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, who else was like, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, uh, men. But Dustin, like it's, I mean, Dusty, like, but this is like back in the 80s and 70s. You, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Like bottom. in the world of the WWE, they've yes. stayed away from blood for at least the last 15 years for yes. the most part. So, but what I'm saying is like back in the 80s and back in the 70s, like guys were like busted open all the time, especially in big matches. I mean, if you had a match with Terry Funk, guess what? You, you were going to get busted open one yep. way or another, you know? Mick Foley, like all those things like you. But the thing is, like, you didn't see blood in women. You didn't see a lot of like this violence uh, with women. Now you see it a lot and you you, we've seen it a lot in four years in the independent scene. But uh, we we were reintroduced to blood not too long ago on mainstream, you know, especially let's talk about the lights out match. I think that's when, you know, things got a little bloodier for women on the mainstream. But um well, it, it. Well, Ruby Soho got criticized. Remember when she had that? Yes, yes. Uh, you know that match where she was busted open, and I, I'm trying to remember. I, I, it was like a death match or a, you a know, street, a street fight. fight. I think it was a street. Fight, yeah, yeah, it was a street fight. And but it was you know, the bunny? Got, but the bunny got like busted open really, really yes, bad like, two yeah. years ago. I, and I don't remember the criticism being as big as the one that was for Ruby Soho. Yeah, so like when think- you had it, I, I don't remember there being a lot of criticisms. As a matter of fact, it was exactly the opposite. The match you had with Britt Baker, people were praising it, and they loved the element because uh, you were doing things that we normally didn't see women do, and you guys got a lot of praise for that. But it's it, but it's amazing that Bunny and Ruby Soho match got a lot of cris- criticism because of the amount of blood that was in that match. It was completely the opposite that you and Britt had you know, with your lights out match. At least that yes. was the perception that I saw. And I think so too. I think is, uh, again, is, uh, the press or the, I'm going to quote and quote. And yeah, I'm taking a hot take journalist here at professional wrestling, you know, um, they're the ones who are, you know, criticizing and giving, you know, the stars and stuff like that. Um, I think, um, you know, it has to do a lot with, with who's booking the matches and stuff. Uh, I mean, this one was a Texas death match. What do you guys expect that it's going to be like rainbows and like, 
you know, gummy, uh, gummy worms coming out of like Adam Page and John Moxley, you knew it was going to be bloody. Like, I didn't know to what extent it was going to be like when I was there, I was like, I, I, I was appalled. I was like, I was taken by it. I was like, whoa, this is intense. This is, and I, and I remember like how I describe it. I describe it like a crime scene, like John Moxley being a cold blooded murder. You know, that's what I said. Like, cause he, he, that's his story. The story said somebody was going to end up dead during this match. Like they pretty much verbalized it. Like they said, what was going to happen. You should be expecting this to happen. Right. Um, that there was a lot of blood. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. But again, it was the match that you expect to have that, right? Yep. Um, but um, I mean, to each his own at, at some point. Some people like to to do this kind of stuff. Some other people don't. And if they're allowed to, let them let them be. Well, and, and, and for me growing up and, and, you know, I'm 51. So I grew up watching wrestling in the late seventies, early eighties, blood was a big part of it. And I grew up watching, you know, reading the wrestling magazines, especially like a George Napolitano. He was one of the yeah. uh, very few photographers that would travel to Puerto Rico. And that was like a big selling point in, with pro wrestling in Puerto Rico, Carlos Colon, Abdul, the butcher, bruiser Brody, they would bleed and, he would have those pictures on the on the front page of those of those magazines, and that was like a big seller. And you know, one thing that we saw in that Texas Death Match was the fork, and a lot of people, you know, were like appalled by the fork and what are you doing? You know, you know, self mutilation, blah blah blah. I grew up watching Abdul the Butcher using that fork. He always had the fork as a foreign object. People people now at these wrestling conventions, they pay to take a picture with Abdul the Butcher and that fork. You know, like, I mean, this is like, I love that aspect because that's part of pro wrestling that I fell in love with. We're going to have Hugo Savinovich on a little bit yeah. later. He'll tell you, you know, because he was the play by play for uh, WCW back in the day, uh, you know, for for wrestling and, 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 and NWA he did during the territories and, uh, you know, in Puerto Rico and blood was a big element of pro well, wrestling but, back but that's then. what i'm saying is it's like we're going to stages in professional wrestling like every decade there's something new i feel like in the 2000s like late 2000s and now it's a lot of high flying a lot of fast pace a lot of uh uh you, you're seeing another type of athletes that we didn't see 30 40 years ago right um and like people that are used to watching wrestling from the 70s wrestling from the from the 80s of course they're like i don't like this i don't understand it and now if you are reintroducing the amount of blood that we are introducing now to the mainstream people of course are going to feel uncomfortable but if you go back like i'm just mentioning what you're saying if we go back to the history uh blood was a huge part of making the sport a legitimate sport right and i remember yeah. Now, who was telling me this? I think it was one of my friends from Puerto Rico, too, because when I wrestle in Puerto Rico, a lot of people were like, yeah, dude, um, it's uh, it feels it felt real. If there was no blood, the match wasn't real. Right. But yeah. again, kayfabe now and everything is different. So, of course, people are going to think completely differently of uh, blood in matches, especially if like I, I think like the, the way you were saying the main complaint is because they see it so often. 
Yeah, I, I think that, that I think that might be that might be the the problem. That might be the issue. You know, I think John uh, John Mox is kind of selling himself as like the modern day Bruiser Brody or Carlos Colon. But even back in the day, you know, in the in like what a lot of people call the golden era of pro wrestling, which was like the mid '80s and the Hogan and the Rock and Wrestling era. You know, Hogan and, and big matches when you would see him in the arena in those big matches. Like he would bleed, and that was that was at a time when it was really centered and and on children. And this is like eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Hogan bled a lot in those matches, so I think it might be the culture of you know two thousand and twenty three, where it's social media and everybody feels like they have to complain about something, so they're going to complain about this. But I really don't understand the issue now. John Moxley bleeding every week. That's a talking point. But as far as blood and wrestling, this is why AEW came out in the first place. The WWE chooses not to have any blood. They choose to have a you know, they choose to have their product as PG as possible, as family friendly as possible. But AEW is always supposed to be an alternative to the WWE. So I love the fact that we're seeing blood in AEW. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hi everybody, Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Well, as good as this show has been, it's about to get a whole lot better because we're going to bring in for a first time ever here on Busted Open, Willow Nightingale joins us. Willow, thank you so much for the time. And it's great to finally have you a guest on Busted Open. 
Thank you. I'm really excited to chat with you both. So ever since I met Willow, she's always had this attitude. This she this she's like she's very bubbly. She she has a very positive output, even when things are very negative. She always has a very positive <laughs> attitude about things. And I want to start with you, Willow. I've known you for I don't know maybe four or five years now because we yeah. used to work together in the Indies. But um, if people don't know you, make sure you go online, Google her name and see her story. She has a wonderful, very powerful story of coming back from, from like really the ashes that like you had a severe injury after, I think we were working while, and then you had to be out for almost a year because you had yeah. a severe injury uh, in your neck. Just tell us about how your, your personal journey has gotten you to be the willow that you are now. Um, well, I think I'm one blessed to kind of naturally have this very upbeat, bubbly disposition. Even when I was a kid, I remember people used to tell me like, you should do voiceovers for cartoons because your voice just sounds so chipper all the time. Um, but it definitely got tested a lot throughout wrestling. Like you mentioned, uh, the next surgery I had, um, I just celebrated the four-year anniversary of that. The day that wow. I had surgery is actually uh, my four-year anniversary from wrestling. So now every wrestling anniversary, I just celebrated eight years wrestling. I was like, oh, it's been four years since my surgery. Um, it's weird because anytime you're like building momentum and that's like kind of the goal throughout all of wrestling, like every year you want to do better and become more popular and all these things, you're pushing this momentum and um, it just kind of gets cut short whenever you have an injury and then it's just like the world the wrestling world moves on without you and uh sometimes that could be really hard when you're just home watching that happen um and that's a big part of how I felt on top of the possibility of like worrying about paralysis um as it's all going on because even after up to like a week after I had my surgery if I had like messed it up that was still something that was on the table um But fortunately, I had a really good support system. I had a friend who had been through a neck surgery before, uh, Brandon Watts, uh, who's a part of the independent wrestling tag team, Milk Chocolate. So shout out to them. Um, he had been through it like a couple years prior, and I had seen how he handled it all. And that made me feel like, all right, this is possible. I'm not alone in this. This is unfortunately a part of our job sometimes. And um There's, there's no way I can go back and change it now. The only thing I could do is heal, move forward, and then just try to keep getting better and rebuild momentum. And fortunately, I was able to do so. <laughs> yeah, and it was just about five months ago that you officially became a part of the AEW family. Talk about, talk about now being a part of it and then talk about being a part of the Ring of Honor roster as well. Um, so... It felt surreal. I think I think anytime your like dream comes true, because I've I've been a wrestling fan for a long time since I was probably like eight or nine. So this is a lifelong dream to like wrestle intern like on an internationally kind of like uh known company. And I had been trying to get to that point for so long because I had been doing extra work for about a year. I had just kind of been taken out onto the road from time to time but like actually being a part of the family was as cliche as, as it is and I've been saying it a dream come true and then now that I've kind of like 
felt more as a part of the locker room because at first it was like I don't want to step on any toes I know everybody's already got this camaraderie going on I don't want to like shake it up too much or anything um now I feel definitely a lot more comfortable being there I feel like I have really good relationships with uh everybody individually I won't say that means I'm close to everybody but I feel like I at least have a positive working relationship um and um now I just kind of have to focus on what what my next steps are in now that I'm here uh and being a part of Ring of Honor has been really just like rewarding to see uh the way that it's been rebooted because for me when I first started working there was when like Maria Kanellis and Bobby Cruz had really launched there being like a women's division in Ring of Honor um Carrie Silken who used to own it had actually pulled me aside and a few of the other girls and was like during that era the Maria era he was like, you know, you guys are awesome. We've had a lot of really great women walk through these doors, but we've never had like a division like this before. Um, so for me, all about women empowerment, feminism, I was like, hell yeah, I love to hear that. Um, and I was a little crushed when, you know, we were told that we wouldn't be continuing on with Ring of Honor. Um, so to be a part of like this new regime is, is one, exciting. It, it's like a fresh take on it. We've already... Uh, featured women. I think we've had two women's matches in each episode so far. And last night, Athena and I main evented, which is awesome because not only two women, you've got two black women main eventing your second show ever. Um, so I think that is for some people like that doesn't matter. It's just like whatever. It's just a match. Um, but for people who grew up like me and didn't see stuff like that, We've come a long way, baby. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Willa, I'm glad you brought that up. And by the way, you know, Athena, I'm not a big fan of, especially after the way Shut she attacked you. Up. After, Especially the way after she attacked Willow <laughs> after that match I, last I, night. I, I Could have been a nice, her. like, shaking of the hand after such a great main no. event Why? and a feel-good no, moment. No. No, but, no, no. Some no, of us no. don't really no. have a, such great sportsmanship. What no. can I say, you know? But, <laughs> but Willow, for you and, and to see like everything that you've accomplished over the last few years, and you're right, like you have two women of color main eventing on a show last night. That's a big deal. But at the same time, you said something that is true and is a positive as well is that I watched that show last night and that didn't even come to my mind. That, that this is two women of color in the main event. It's just like these are two great women wrestlers in a main event match on Ring of Honor. But it is like these these small milestones, you know, are happening time and time again to the point that hopefully down the road, you're not even going to have to bring that up anymore. It's going to be it's going to be so part of people's culture and consciousness that 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 it's not going to be milestones. It's just going to be a part of everyday life as we move forward. Yeah, that's the goal. Like, that's, I think, the future that I would love for it to be, you know, to kind of break down the barriers in a way where we don't have to look at things with qualifiers as much. Um, you know, I think it's important to have a sense of identity. Like, I love being a part of the women's division. I love representing women. I love representing women like me, you know. Um, but I also don't love that some people look at me and they just other me. And they're like, you're good for this or you're good for that. Um, so as, as much as I'm happy to be representation, I understand that there's a lot of weight to that. Yeah, that's yeah. Total, that, that makes total sense. I mean, you're talking to another 
I was like, you get it. <laughs> if anyone gets it, you get it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. So it's, it is very hard. Like, I think for us, when we were on the independent team, to really, like, trying to be uh, respected as athletes and not respected as, oh, she's a good Black wrestler. Oh, she's a good yeah. Latina wrestler. No, I'm a damn good wrestler. Shut up, shut up you know? And I think Period, with, yes. With, with <laughs> Shout out to Kiera, because that reminds me to Kiera. Um, <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, that reminds me of, um, you know, how when you used to go to certain independent shows, you're like, I don't know if you ever got a like, oh, don't we can't we can't have you because we already have a, a black wrestler or because we yes. have had. Oh, OK. Tell us tell us more about those experiences that you have to face prior to you getting signed. I mean, I would say I'm pretty fortunate in the sense that even with there being um, people who have tried to tell me oh we might not need you because we already have a women's match or we have a a black woman on our roster why would we need you um like I, I've come across instances like that but for the most part I haven't had too many issues like that I feel like if anything I picked who I worked with like I only wanted to work with companies that I thought would want to use me in a positive light so that's really why I, I made home at places like beyond wrestling mm -hmm. or uh, shimmer wrestling obviously is like, was a huge goal for me because they were one of the first people, uh, one of the first companies that really like put that spotlight on women's wrestling in the United States mm -hmm. uh, on, a, on an independent level. So that was a big goal for me. And that's, that's really the places that I wanted to work. Um, I don't think I really ever reached out to places where I heard stories from other girls that were like, Oh, well, well, these people were kind of weird because of this, this, and that. Like, yeah, we're all trying to hustle. We're all trying to make money. We're all trying to make a name for ourselves. But also, like, if things didn't align with me morally, I wasn't excited to do it. So I also think that protected me a lot in the sense of, like, I didn't have to deal with too much BS in that realm. Um, so that, that I think people, when they say know your worth in wrestling, especially when you're coming up, a lot of times they're talking about, like, um, financially knowing your worth, you know, making sure you're, you're getting that money. But I think, um, there's also a sense of like, it, will your heart be okay with this when you walk away from it? Like, yeah. can you go to sleep at night after knowing you worked with such and such or whoever? Um, and that's a question I've had to ask myself a lot in the past couple of years that that's been kind of hard. Um, you know, and I've even, really lost friendships because of stuff like that. But I am morally happy with where I am. And I am obviously very happy with the company I'm at right now. <laughs> you know, well, I'm a big list person and I love making lists of like moments that I've had in my career and my favorite moments uh, in my career with everything that you've been accomplishing at such a rapid rate lately. Like, do you have time to like really kind of like smell the roses in a way or like understand these moments because you look over like the last year for you, like so many mm -hmm. things have happened. So many positive things have happened. Have you been able to kind of enjoy it as it's been happening for you? I mean, I think this past year I've actually been able to enjoy it more than I have in the past because I constantly told myself that like, I remember when I was like, okay, this cool thing is happening wow, this cool thing is happening. It was like Tony Khan reached out to me to do Super Card of Honor. 
uh, last year, which I really think is what helped strengthen my relationship with AEW and ultimately mm-hmm. ended up in me having a job. I remember like, I was like, okay, I'm going to wrestle Mercedes. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to put, put it all out there. Um, and my entrance music started playing and I did my little entrance deal and hearing the, the people, sometimes I don't take it in, but that day I was like, we're going to, we're going to ruminate on this for a second nice. before we get started. Um, another big moment was obviously like in Jacksonville when Tony Schiavone was like, you're all elite. That was a big one for me that I was like, just like, look at all these people around me. This is bananas. I took that in. And um, like, I think the week after uh, the Willow is all elite graphic came out, I, I was off to Japan for Tokyo Joshi Pro. And I spent a lot of that trip because uh, I was there for like 10 days and I maybe wrestled three out of those 10 days. So there's a lot of time for me to just kind of like explore by myself around Tokyo. And there was a lot of time where I was just like, this is my life. This, how did I get here? Yeah. This is wild. And so um, I really did take it in this past year more than ever before. Because especially on the indies, you're doing everything at a lightning fast pace. Yes. It's like, okay, I have to email everybody this. I'm sh- working my real life, like shoot job. Um, I have to worry about getting back to this promoter. And like, I want my whole weekend to be booked. I have to go to the gym. I have to, and like, there's less time for everything then so i'd say I, i've been able to kind of take a step back this year more than ever before to enjoy it i, I was That's just awesome. gonna say that when when you asked that question and you're about to answer i said well she's enjoying it because she doesn't have to hustle as fast <laughs> as we used it's to so like true. it was to put money on your table it's like jesus it's, it's it's like a creating a puzzle and like i mean i've seen you um you know, more like an introvert when I'm I'm over there. It's like 10 o'clock, guys, I'm going to sleep. You know, I'm, yeah. like, I'm the old lady there. But I seen you like, you know, uh, you posted a lot. Like you you interacted and you went out and, and you know, see so you Golden Gate Bridge. You went to Napa Valley. You I saw you at Hills and I saw you at, you know, at yeah. the bowling thing. Like there's so many activities. And then when we are and you have this opportunity and where we're traveling so much and we're able to go to these places, I see the happiness in your face, not only when you're in the ring, when I get to call your matches, but also when you're outside of the ring, I see the real joy uh, of your journey. And I think that's, uh, that's such an important part. And I, I love the fact that you say now I can actually, you know, take a step back and, and really, really see what I have accomplished, which, which I think a lot of us have struggled. And like, I am probably in the same the same place that you are and where I step back and I'm like, damn, I am here doing all these things. And I was mentioning to them earlier when we did the community event, I got to wrestle with Dean Malenko and yeah, men, you know, <laughs> it's like wild. Like we have a wild life and you deserve everything that you've gotten so far. I, I, I remember the first time, I think it was you and I, we had, our, you had your first match with me at AEW as an extra, I think it's Jacksonville. Yes. You yes. were my first. Yeah. <laughs> and I, remember, I remember telling I don't remember who was I think it was Duffin I was like she's so good she has such a positive attitude like I am so happy that she's here and when you got signed I I, I mean I was really happy for you because again uh, we were roommates at WOW for like this is 10 true. days <laughs> I saw you there so big we've been you know on the road a couple times and uh, we we known same people and like we have had some of the same you know friendships or you know shared uh, friends 
again, um, people like you, Willow, uh, are people that have worked really hard that are like outside the norm, like the way you look, who you represent, how you represent yourself. And the fact that you are on top and people really, like you said, that sense of identity, people can see that and people gravitate to you because of that. And I think that's Thank what you. makes it even more special when you come out and people go wild because they, they dance with you when you take your, uh, your tirantes off. It straps out. Yeah, they strap out. Like everybody goes wild <laughs> and, and you have such a different fire and being a baby face is not easy. Maybe you can tell people how can be difficult sometimes when you're like in your mind going through some stuff and you have to smile, you have to yeah. feel this, the bubbliness. How do you like are able to, to turn the switch on? Um, honestly, there has been so many times where I've been like, I, I don't know how I'm going to be Willow today. Right. Yeah. Because like, I'm not that all the time, but like being Willow is being on and it's, uh, hard to summon sometimes, but I think the moment the music hits, like I, I don't have a choice. The switch just happens. It's like, all right, here we go. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. Like I can't change the I can't run away from it my mom's not going to sign a permission slip that says hey she's <laughs> she's feeling sick today my baby can't go so I don't have a choice um so I go out there and then usually when I look around and like I see all the fans and stuff like I generally uh genuinely do look out at the first couple rows and try to take some faces in and then just like the whole thing as a mass um I take in and then I'm like all right I can do this And uh, then it kind of clicks into place and you're like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional wrestler. This isn't my first rodeo. I'll get through it. And um, every time I have so far. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And, uh, you know, obviously you could see uh, Willow uh, with Ring of Honor. Uh, be and subscribe uh, to the Honor Club. Go to ROHwrestling.com. Obviously AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays and Rampage tonight on Friday. Uh, Willow, you're a New Yorker. Um, your, your favorite place to wrestle. Have you, do you oh. have your favorite place that you, you know, favorite city, favorite venue to wrestle in? I um, have honestly, I feel like I'm turning my back on New York, but like Worcester, Massachusetts is such a home to me. The Beyond Wrestling crowd Uh, working the White Eagle Hall uh, so many times has really just been super special. I feel like the Willow Nightingale that we all know and love now has grown through wrestling there um, and has really helped me uh, get a few landmark matches that really shaped me and just experiences interacting with fans that have also shaped me. So the good old White Eagle Hall. There it is. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Listen, I'm I'm glad to hold you. I'm a Jersey guy, so I I, I get it. I get it. Um, go to uh, rohwrestling.com. Uh, episode two is up right now on demand. The main event is is Athena and Willow Nightingale. So you definitely want to check that out, and also make sure that you watch AEW Dynamite every Wednesday and Rampage every Friday. And and Thunder, I've been hearing your commentary. And I and I hear a little bit more excitement in your voice when when Willow's on on the TV screen. So you know, obviously, I hear a little bit more excitement yeah. on commentary <laughs> well, from you, Thunder. I, 
enjoy I enjoy calling her matches. She's so she sees so much fun to call matches, you know, like her energy from like the in, in, in and out when she fights with Athena all the time, which I love. I love. I love. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, make sure you go on ROH and subscribe. And also if you it, it, and you can't see it in dark, there's some, you know, stuff that you guys have done on dark elevation. So there's opportunities for you to see this. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Bella. We really do appreciate you coming and representing the AEW Women's Division and ROH. Thank you. And shout out for commentary. That is actually incredibly hard. I big kudos to you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Willow, thank you. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to get you on again. Thank you so much for the time today. No problem, y'all. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.